The following is a CSPN Media podcast presentation. The views expressed by the hosts and guests of the Comic Book Chronicles are the opinions of said hosts and guests. They do not reflect the opinions of the Comic Book Chronicles, the Click Nation, or the Coast Leather Podcast Network in any part. Thank you. Spoilers. Oh, damn. I need to check the, um... <laughs> I need to check, um... <laughs> I, I should have checked the YouTube comments. Wow, what happened? Uh, Matt had said some other stuff that I totally didn't see. Said so he heard uh, I, I heard Age of Seventy paid for his free comics. <laughs> um, how have you ever never heard of the Rubber Band Man? See, I would definitely have responded to that. <laughs> uh, Grant Morrison brought back Plastic Man during his JLA days. And, oh my god, it's obviously Blur from Squadron Mission Supreme. Good evening, Rick. Would you believe it's, it's Dr. Doom? What's on your evil mind? Oh, you insulting tongue and mock my words well. How about this rumor that you are really hired by Mr. Stark? Hello, and welcome to another exciting episode of the Comic Book Chronicles. <laughs> I am your host, Rydicat, and you can find me at Rydicat on Twitter, you can find me at News News Need on Twitter, you can find me at CB Caps on Instagram. And the sound effects you've heard come from none other than our homeboy in Brooklyn, one agent underscore 70 on Twitter and Instagram. What's up, everybody? You know what? Why not two weeks in a row? This is the one of the OG sound effects. See, if I what if the song wasn't one already in my head, I would be thoroughly upset at the <laughs> seventy. because um, I, I should not have told him that the song was has been in my head since last week, but he was probably gonna do it anyway. So it there it matter. is. Um, but yes, folks, this here is the Comic Chronicles, and you go find this here podcast on the Coast of the Podcast Network, the CSPN.us. Do it today. You can also find us on your podcast approval place of choice, whether it be Google Play, Apple iTunes, aka Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or the Coastal of the Podcast Network SoundCloud page. Make sure to hit like and subscribe and leave us all the positive five-star reviews. It really does matter on Apple Podcasts. Tis the truth. And you can find us recording every Thursday night, mostly every Thursday night, uh, 9.30-ish Eastern Time, on the Click Nation's uh, YouTube channel. That's that's YouTube.com slash The Click Nation. That's T-H-E-K-L-I-Q-N-A-T-I-O-N, all one word. You can also find us at um, um, Twitch.tv slash Comic Book Chronicles as well. 
Yes, please hit like and subscribe and hit the notification button to find out when we are on live. And guess what, folks? We will have more news about our broadcast slash recording schedule coming up at the end of the show. Indeed. And it looks like we got another follower on the Twitch channel. So, yay, it's, it's creeping ever slowly uh, upwards to 50. You know, like <laughs> TLC said, you know, we creep, we keep it on the down low. Something like that. Yeah, yeah, that's Some, exactly it. Although I mean, no, that, that is, song no, has very is, different meaning. Exactly, yes. <laughs> the words actually write the, the meaning, yeah, a little, a little different. Yeah. <laughs> And with that, folks, uh, we don't have any live action things to talk about uh, just yet. We will next week. We'll get to that, like Agent 70 said, later in the show. So right now, we are going to um, chop it up about, about some books of this week. Starting off with Amazing Spider-Man number 25. Yes, folks. We, in fact, have gotten to Amazing Spider-Man issue number 25. And you know what is supposed to happen in this issue. They're supposed to explain to us exactly what happened. You know, what happened, what was revealed to be in the very first issue of this arc, of this overall arc, of this run on Amazing Spider-Man. 24 issues later, we finally find out. 24 issues later... Writer Zeb Wells let us know. On pencils on this issue were Kari Kari Andrews and John Romita Jr. They were tag-teaming it a little bit here. Inks are by Kari Andrews and Scott Hanna. Colors are by by Marcio Meniz. And letters are by our favorite lettering Paisan, VC's Joe Caramagna. There is, in fact, a backup story in this issue that's written by Rainbow Rowell with art by Alvaro Lopez, colors by Andrew Crossley, and, again, letters by VC's Joe Caramagna. Um, So the way I let off this issue is essentially what you need to know. We won't really spoil it, but it's kind of what you think it was, and I'll let Roddy Cat take it from there. (laughs) <laughs> so yes as i say in my notes uh well first of all it's good to see Kari andrews again because we hadn't seen it's been well it's been a minute since i've read slash seen anything of his stuff on marvel books actually just in general because i don't know if he's done any dc stuff but um so and i couldn't honestly really tell who who did what in some of the stuff because uh, you know grgr's pencils you know good as they are they kind of no, but they're, they're 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 pretty distinct. Yeah, you know, you can tell them apart. So yeah. Well, yeah, but I'm not like again, like I said, I'm not. I have seen enough of JRJ's yeah, yeah. work. Yeah, Roddy but, Cat's not as attuned to it the way yes, I am. Like I, exactly. the, the second I I turn a page, I'm like, that's not Gr Junior. You know. So, <laughs> exactly. But yeah, I get it. So that being the case, though. Um, so yeah, as I said in my notes, we finally get the one last piece of the puzzle that we have been missing. For, as Agent 70 says, uh, for the last 24 issues, I'm going to say the last 29 issues because I'm adding in the Mary Jane and Black Cat miniseries, of which kind of touched on some stuff but didn't really give us anything. Wait, how many issues? That was five issues. That so was five 30 issues. issues. Right. So 30 issues. Right. Not 29. Yeah. Right. So, well, I was going to say 30, but you said 24. It's like we were, and we're on 25 now. So, but yeah. Right, right. I got you. I got you. I got you. 
but that being the case, like I said, we finally got it. And as it just 70 said, it's kind of what you thought it was. Uh, but well, put this way, part of it is part of kind of what you thought it was because the whole thing about, well, why are Peter and Mary Jane not together again? Why does Mary Jane all of a sudden have a family that all comes right. out here? Um, uh, how she got those, uh, the, well, if you've been keeping up with, uh, this and that aforementioned Mary Jane and black cat miniseries, you know, want to know why she's got powers. This finally explains all of that. So, Everything we've been kind of the real thing that we've been kind of wanting to know about this whole time has now been answered. Right? Do it? Does it do it well? Uh, sure. Like at a certain point, like at a certain point, just like okay, this is what it was, and all we got was it was all a whole lot of build up for just you can say just this. I'm just, as, as I was talking to Age of Seven before the show, I'm just glad we got it out of the way because I was kind of tired of having that over us. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and and not knowing whether there were some actual shenanigans that was going to shake up things happening or mm-hmm. not. You know, without spoiling anything. So, like I said, if, if, if you had those answers or, or questions on your shoulders like we did, you can pick this up. And uh, and get those answered. So, I, I, now I'm just going to say that uh, both Age of Seventy and I had a damn you Zeb Wells moment. I can say more say than that. a few, more than a few. I think yes. I was reading every other page saying that out loud. <laughs> oh yes, and that reminds me of something else we're going to say. In this book, there is there's a few time skips. I will say. So yeah. it, it kind of goes like this. Five minutes later. Three weeks later. Five minutes later. Six months later. Many months later. And pretty much like that. Gotcha. So it's like, okay, so, and basically some considerable time has passed. That That is the only spoiler I will say. The rest of it, you can read for yourself. So, like I said, I'm just glad we got all of that out of the way because it was a pain in the ass and the one thing we really, really wanted to know. But it was, but at the same time, it was just this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and, and what's funny is that, you know, it's implied that some things go pretty badly towards the end of this issue. Yes. Um, so we will see where this picks up in issue 26. Um, oh, right. you know, it's, where... it's still. No, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, no, I was about to say, hold your thought. What I was just going to add is that it was kind of funny that, you know, there was one panel that I I, 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 I got a chuckle at because, like, who who is this, um, you know, MJ is talking to somebody and someone says, basically says, oh, my goodness, right? And who would make that person stop? Right. Right? Who? Right? Who in the Marvel universe Wait. makes universe makes that person stop? Wait, I thought that was the doctor that said that, not MJ, because she did turn around at that time. Like, that's right. Talk. That's right. That's right. No, that's yeah. what I'm saying. Make this person that MJ's talking to stop. That's right. what I. That, oh, if I didn't oh, okay. make that clear, that's what I meant. I, right. I apologize, folks, but right. that's what I meant to say. If right. I did not say that, I apologize, but that's what I meant to say. So she was talking to someone, and over MJ's shoulder, basically behind, from behind MJ, somebody comes and. The person MJ is talking to says, oh, crap, but not like that. Right, right, right. 
<laughs> and then when I figured out who he was, I was like, yeah, of course that's right. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> I was like, sure, that that makes a whole hell of a lot of sense. <laughs> but the the last part of this book, though, um, was I don't know. It's still kind of weird because, like, now that we got all the answers to uh, everything, Peter still kind of has some things to answer to. Uh, and that's the that's where the last part of the um, uh, of the main story kind of goes into, and I don't know if I should shout out Peter, Peter for this, but I know he was kind of in the moment. He kind of felt a certain way, but also he made probably three really stupid mistakes. <laughs> well. Yeah, that's kind of the the you know that that's kind of the uh, the rub here is right. that I think that's what Wells is doing, and that mm-hmm. just that's the annoying part. That's the part that makes you know it's just like yeah, I get it, I understand. Right. You know, drama is you know the, the the writers are basically tasked with creating drama and a reason for people to come back issue after issue, right. and one of the ways they, that that they can do that is to you know literally break the character down and build them back up. And that's what he's doing here, and it's just tough to to read, you know? But at the same time, what made him, even if he was kind of in the moment, what made him think he could actually get away with doing the, not the first thing he did, which was dumb, but the second thing he did? <laughs> like, what makes, he, what makes him think he was going to be able to get away with that? Mm-hmm. You know? Um, and not something happened to him, but... Regardless, that's what it is. You want to know what it is? You can find out for yourself. Uh, right. And um, before we move on, yes, there was a backup story, as Agent 70 said, um, that has nothing to do with what's going on in the main story. Just kind of, a, I guess, a current. Well, not even current, but it's kind of a... I guess it is kind of current. We never did get a time frame before what's going on with him. But it's basically something with uh, him and Felicia. Right. That was I'm like, okay, yeah, that was, that was, that was, that was what it was. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it kind of plays on a little joke that was in uh, Homecoming. Hmm. Yes, yes, yes. If you're talking about the, the there was uh, one part. Of, if I'm thinking about the same thing, you are. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. yes yeah. Yes. So, but yeah, like I said, it was a it was a fun read. Rainbow Rowell's Rainbow Rowell's been doing some pretty uh, decent stuff. So you know that was that was all right. Uh, that being said, we're going to go to the other Spider Book of the Week. Sure. Uh, Silk is... number one of five. Mm-hmm. And it is written by Emily Kim with uh, art by Ig Guara, colors by Ian Herring, and letters by VCs Ariana Mar. This is a limited series, as uh, we just mentioned. And. Uh, it starts off in a very interesting place, which we come to find is not exactly as it seems. And that's an interesting way to start this miniseries. Also very interesting is that this is a essentially direct continuation of the previous Silk miniseries. Yep, pretty much. Yeah, I know it, it kind of took me a second um, in reading this, I'm like, oh wait, are they really going to this whole whole new direction with the character or something? Like, what's going on here? And if, and the second day, I was like, wait, this is kind of infringing on Spider-Man Noir. What's going on here? 
Uh, but it ended up not, uh, everything was not all that, what it seems, uh, near the end of this book. And as agent 70 says, like, yeah, we've got some, uh, some sibling sibling shenanigans happening that directly ties to uh, the last volume of the book. And, um, I don't know if agent 70, um, went here when a certain name got dropped, um, uh, in the beginning of the book. I'm like, Wait, Rucker Company's is kidnapping kids now? What's what's going on? I, I don't know if you if you if you got caught the reference. Hold on, <laughs> you're making me. The thing is, I I was looking at something else, and and you make me want to take a look at the book real quick. So, say what you said again. I said I did not know record companies were was, uh, were uh, kidnapping kids. Oh, okay. I uh, the rec- I'm trying to think of what the re- uh, which record company Rodcat is uh, re- reference. Oh, well, I see. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> I did see that. I did see that. I mean, they finally gave up the rights to uh, De La's, uh, right. uh You know, uh, early yeah. early catalog. Yeah. Right. So yeah, that's a like, big hint as to which record company we're talking about. If yeah, if you, well, I guess if you are versed in yeah in, in that whole thing, so. But yeah, I saw that and I was like, wait, really? But that wasn't that wasn't the case. It was just like like that's a little fun thing that you know, probably me and three other people probably would have thought of being of a certain vintage. <laughs> I skipped over it. I completely <laughs> glossed over it. You know, honestly, honestly, the 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 retro look. Mm-hmm. I was kind of engrossed in it mm-hmm. and the art by Iguar and the colors by Ian Herring. Like, listen, we shout out Ian Herring all the time because we know him from Ms. Marvel, like mm-hmm. that long, long run on Ms. Marvel that he had. Right. Right. And, you know, just, you know, the, I, I was really engrossed in the art in this issue because of the way it was rendered and colored. Mm-hmm. So I give them a lot of credit. Totally. Yeah, it was good stuff. I was like, okay, this is a this is a switch up. I wasn't wasn't expecting that. And yeah. we get to finding out why such a technique was used near the end of the book. So I was like, okay, that was cool. And apparently, we we still have um, some some other ways to go with uh, getting into this uh, thing. So yeah, kind of looking forward to this. I you know, it's Agent Seventy Nine. I think it's fair to say, and love the character, uh, Emily Kim's. Uh, uh, you know, last couple of volumes have been pretty decent, so we're kind of. I think we're in for it. Yeah, we're I mean, taking definitely exploring the the character of Silk. There are obviously, you know, uh, Emily Kim being of Korean descent helps with some of what came in the previous run. You know, mm-hmm. dealing with some uh, some some Korean uh, mythology, as it were, and, and mysticism. So seeing uh, elements of that previous arc carry forward into this miniseries it's a good thing i i'm I'm happy that that uh uh this is uh developing it's still you know sad that this is not part of an ongoing run but if it's what it takes to keep the character you know being published it's obviously well timed right at the beginning of aapi heritage month happy aapi heritage month everybody you know, I don't know if we said that last week when we were on, but I think we, we did. did. Mm-hmm. Um, so ultimately, you know, it's it's 
you know, it, it, it's a good thing. And I'm glad to see Cindy Moon getting some shine, even if it is a miniseries. Absolutely. Absolutely. And with that, we get to uh, the last book that we have. Uh, but, well, technically it's not, but the, the last one fully read between the, the both of us. Uh, right. And that is Invincible Iron Man number six. Invincible Iron Man number six is written by Jerry Duggan with guest art by Andrea DeVito, colors by Brian Valenza, and letters. He's, an, he's a hardworking letterer, folks. Our favorite lettering Paisan, VC's Joe Caramagna. This is a little bit of a retcon, a little bit of a retcon. Because what it does is what De- what Duggan does here in this issue is take us on a little bit of a walk down memory lane to the Armor Wars era of Iron Man back during the Bob Layton and uh, who was writing it? Was it Layton? Layton was art. Who was writing it? Was it McElhinney? I believe it was. I believe it was. Right. So at the end of the day, this was a very nice kind of detour, you know, because we've been in the present with uh, Tony and this is kind of a flashback, but this flashback is probably going to make uh, is, is, is it's going to make more sense down the road because I don't think Duggan put this in here for no reason. Correct. That being said, I would have loved to see more of it. <laughs> I mean, the silver Centurion armor that well, is that too, and the the flashback the, that was um, that was a. Uh, kind of glossed over in the first part. Although, I, I guess there wasn't really much to that, given what it was trying to portray and not in Because I'm sitting here like, I can't believe... Well, let's put it this way. The cover and um, images that I've seen from this book uh, going into this issue made me believe that there was a little bit more to it than what we got. Right. And I right. kind of would have wanted to exactly, see it, more. It, it wasn't exactly false advertising. True. Yeah. <laughs> it was misleading advertising. <laughs> right, right. Like, yeah, like, if you're, if you're watching the video version, you see the cover, and sure, that kind of happens, but right. not in the way that you would think, or not fully to the extent that you would think. And I would have kind of would have loved to see a little bit more of it, but also it had me thinking, I'm like, wait, so you mean to tell me this happened and they just kind of let that just go? With how that went down, like I don't see how or why that even happened. But at the same time, it was kind of in service of pushing the story forward to to get to to get to where right. it was going. So. Right, there is some plot point here that is relevant, and it does have to do with mutant, a particular mutant power that is uh, rampant amongst the X teams. It's kind of a requirement, and it was always a. <laughs> Uh, uh, lacking when it came to like the Avengers teams. Yes, indeed, indeed, and uh, just as importantly, how to deal with that said power. Right, it was the crux of this. Um, we speaking of um, cameo appearances, guest stars, slashes. We definitely get a current major mutant figure that uh, apparently had something to do with this uh, long-lost retcon story uh, right. in, in, a, in a way. So I'm like, huh, okay, that's how we get that. But at the same time, still, all right, 
Also, corner boxes. We got a corner box. Back. Yes, I just scrolled up to that. I wanted to make note that uh, it's not approved by the Comic Code Authority because there is no such thing anymore. It is <laughs> yes. Stark Code Authority. Yes, but because I, I remember them saying, I think I can't remember if it was just this month or um, maybe this month next week. But I knew it was like, yeah, I knew corner boxes have been back for the for the last couple of weeks, so, and it's great to see uh, and to see what they're doing with them. And I was like, oh, I miss corner boxes so so much. Yes. <laughs> so, yes. but that being said, like. Obviously, this is not the only Iron Man book that is out this week, nor one that I guess is kind of taking a time trip, a sort of a time trip. But we will get to that in um, 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 rapid fire reviews. Yep. Yep. And we're about to start rapid fire because we have come to the end of the books that Rarity Cat and I have in common. So I'm about to fire up the minigun. I ain't got time to bleed. All right, first up, guess what, folks? I read a lot of books this week, so I'm going to try to go as quickly as possible. Green Lantern number one is written by Jeremy Adams with art by Hermonico, colors by Romulo Fajardo Jr., and letters by Dave Sharp. This is a kind of return to form for the characters of both Hal Jordan and Jon Stewart, who is in a backup story. Uh, Green Lantern number one uh, kind of resets the status quo of Hal Jordan brings in or brings back, brings him back into contact with um, certain characters that he has long been known to be in contact with. There is the return of a villain that is heavily teased. And that, you know, if you know this, the, the, the story of green lantern, you might have an idea who that is. But what I told Roddy cat is that this issue definitely plays on the recent success of Top Gun Maverick, all the way down to Good Morning Aviators. There's literally a, a, a reference to a, a quote of that in this book. So if you are interested in seeing things kind of go back to basics, but have, you know, some slight modifications and modernizations, check this out. Next up is Captain Marvel number 49. It's written by Kelly Thompson with art by Sergio Davila, uh, De inks by Sean Parsons with Roberto Poggi, colors by CC De La Cruz, and letters by VCs Clayton Cowles. This is the penultimate issue of Kelly Thompson's long and really good run on Captain Marvel. And guess what, folks? This is a candidate for Click of the Week for me. There is a lot happening in this issue. This is the culmination of this crossover story with the Brood and the X-Men. Uh, uh, book. So there, there, there are a lot of moving pieces here. There is some closure here, but so there's a tease of uh, maybe something's happening in the final issue that might change that. But uh, I have to give Kelly Thompson a lot of credit because she created a story over 50 issues that really helps to cement uh, Carol Danvers's character as portrayed in this current you know climate in this current you know uh, uh you know this is not the carol that we knew from avengers 200 this is a vastly different far more modern far more uh independent but with severe faults that counteract her like kind of severe power upgrades 
So that is the way, uh, you know, uh, the editorial staff at Marvel and, and, and Kelly Thompson have chosen to approach Carol Danvers. And I like it. It's good. So this is definitely a candidate for click of the week for me. Just in time to uh, for a certain movie that's going to come out in a few months. Yes, 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 yes. Uh, next up is Daredevil number 11. It's written by Chip Zdarsky with art by Rafael De La Torre, colors by Matthew Wilson, and letters by VCs Clayton Cowles. There is a backup issue, a backup story in this book that is related to, that that has a AAPI Heritage Month um, uh, relations. Uh, it's written by Jason Liu with art by Lin Yoshi, colors by Yen Nitro, and letters by VCs Clayton Cowles. The main story is... The continuing saga of the Red Fist saga. And there are some kind of gruesome twists that this takes. You know, the the, the best laid plans of Daredevil were blown up last issue. And this is the issue that deals with the ramifications that continue to reverberate in his life. Um, you know, there's not much I can say without spoiling it. The backup story involves uh, my least favorite Iron Fist, this sword, the former Swordmaster, uh, being sent by Danny Rand to uh, consult with Daredevil on how to fight with pain while experiencing pain. So uh, it's an interesting story. Uh, next up is Ghost Rider number 14. It's written by Benjamin Percy with pencils by Corey Smith and Brent Peoples, inks by Oren Jr. and Brent Peoples, colors by Brian Valenza. The backup story here, again, uh, with the AAPI bent, is uh, written by John Sui, with pencils by Tadam Gayadu, and colors by Brian Reber. So I have missed a few issues of Ghost Rider. Thankfully, though, it doesn't seem like I missed too much because this issue got me caught up very quickly. And I think this is the issue that Ben Percy used to reveal what the ultimate plan of the big baddie was. And that helped a lot because, or at least the big baddie of this arc. So, um, suffice to say that they have reintroduced Danny catch into the world of Johnny blaze, but there has been a really serious twist to how the character has been behaved, uh, how the character is being treated right now. And that is revealed in this issue. Uh, next up is spider Gwen, Shadow Clones, Shadow Clones, number three. This, too, is written by Emily Kim, with art by Kay Zama, colors by Triona Farrell, and letters by VCs Ariana Mar. Uh, this is fun, right? It's fun to see Gwen learn from herself, in a sense, because she is collaborating with certain clones of herself, as well as fighting certain clones, clones of herself. And we finally see the reveal of who is behind all of this mess. So we'll see how many more issues there are in this series. It is not listed right now as a limited series, but it likely is. Last but not least for me is a talkie talk issue of X-Men Red number 11. It's written by Al Ewing. And you know Al. He definitely has some issues where there are a lot of concepts being introduced and a lot of interpersonal relationships being examined. That's just, you know, that's something that he does. The art on this issue is handled by Stefano Caselli and Jacopo Camagni. Colors are by Federico Blee and letters are by VCs Ariana Mar. There are 
several things that were left dangling, several plot lines left dangling when Sins of Sinister took over the X-Men corner of the Marvel Universe. This issue is the first X-Men Red issue that has been published in the wake of Sins of Sinister, but Sins of Sinister weighs heavily upon some of the characters that are uh, a part of this book. So I will say that it does help to have a general idea of what Sins of Sinister was about, but they will describe to you what these characters are feeling and how, you know, Al Ewing does a good job of describing the, uh, again, this is something I coined to myself and I'm sure I read it somewhere. So it's not original, how the ramifications of what happened in sins of sinister continue to reverberate in the X-Men corner of the Marvel universe. So, um, five will get to 10. I start using that particular turn of phrase at work in something I write tomorrow. Uh, that's it for me. I'm handing it off to Roddy cat. So I will say uh, I also skimmed uh, X-Men Red and um, there has been some chatter about the beginning of that book and um, a, a certain meetup uh, with a couple of characters that has gotten people talking. <laughs> and as I said to um, uh, Agent 70 uh, before the show, hopefully there's some, some cosplay, some nice cosplay is going to come out of that first part. Um, it's an interesting design. Yes, to say the least. That being said... That would be best pulled off by some people more than others. I mean, this is true, but it, it'll... I think they'll... I would like to believe, that knowing some of the, the cosplayers out there, there'll be some pretty good attempts. Oh, yeah. Uh, but, like I said, uh, for myself, as I pull up the book that I want to talk about... I am Iron Man number three um, of actually, I believe it is this. I think this is a miniseries. I can't remember, um, but um, I don't have that here. So uh, it's written by Morewa Ayodele, uh, written with art by Dotan Akande and letters by VCs Joe Karamania. So this is actually a potential click of the week for me. Um, and without going through the the whole story i'm just going to say mojo mother's day and samurai action are on the card um and actually and as i found out at the end of the issue it's it's war machines for the 40th uh, anniversary so shout out to uh shout out to Rody. or although i guess i know tony had the technically um Tony wore the suit first, but it doesn't matter. Next up, uh, Star Wars Darth Vader number 34, which you'd think we would have just um, went over a uh, Darth Vader book recently. And we did, last week, actually. Well, written by Greg Pak, with art by Adam Gorham, colors by Federico Blee, and letters by VCs Joe Caramagna. So this is pretty much um, comes directly after the events of last issue. The, um, uh, Vader's still kind of trying, pretty much kind of out of control, given what happened in that issue. But he's trying to take Sabe with him, who was actually trying to help him, uh, help him last uh, issue. But this pretty much turned into a sequence of 
um, trying to gain control, and also it was all a dream type situation without going to uh, going through too much of it. Uh, but at the same time, some people actually took the moment to try to take advantage of the situation, which um, kind of uh, ended in an amusing way, but also not surprising, I will say. Uh, if you're watching the video version, you'll notice that Vader has a kind of a cane tash, cash slash stash, uh, staff with him. And while this is the, the issue that, that, this, that, uh, that comes... That that happens in. I'm still not entirely sure where that came from. <laughs> I mean, you see when he has it. You see when he first has it. But I'm sitting there like, wait, where did that even come from? But I, that was just kind of a nitpick of, of mine. And um, I'm sure there will be some cosplay of that at some point also. But nevertheless, it was a pretty interesting read uh, for what was going on in the book. Next up, Rogue and Gambit number three of five. Um, pink. Uh, it's written by Stephanie Phillips with art by Carlos Gomez, color artist David Curiel, and letters by uh, that should be VCs Ariana Maher. Give the give the the company their uh, their their uh, their props there. There we go. Um, so yeah, secret leads to a lover's pat spat uh, when trying to get Forge's help to try to find Manifold. Um, that's pretty much the, the start of it. Um, Gambit can't, can't seem to keep his hands to himself, uh, uh, self apparently. Uh, take that. I feel like you pretty much know in which ways that mean what that means, given that character. Um, but also, it kind of ends up where you know the the um, where Rogue kind of goes off on her own to try to um, to try to take care of the situation because of things um but she kind of finds what she was looking for but at the same time it's looking for her at the same time what happens uh with that find out next issue uh star trek defiant number three i should be doing some of these actually um Written by Christopher Cantwell, art by Angel Unzueta, colors by Marisa Louise, and letters by a, a VC Less Clayton Cowles. Oh, okay. Uh, let's see. So yeah, the um, last issue: um, Wharf, Balana, and Ensign Rowe. <laughs> um, kind of go on this mission with uh, some Orion pirates. They run into a little bit of trouble, and so does the Defiant. Uh, uh, because of, um, because apparently these, um, they, the, um, they kind of overestimated, underestimated these, um... <laughs> I'm sorry. We, we're, we're, we're receiving some messages from our, yeah. uh, since he co-hosts, so <laughs> it's interesting to see that. Oh, okay. So all of that for that. Okay, cool. <laughs> I was like, okay, I wasn't expecting to, to actually have something. But anyway, um, but yeah, so the, the, the Defiant crew and the, the um, and the, um, and Worf and crew kind of run into some trouble, which gets taken care of. Uh, but also a, they seem to pick up a new crew member and another 
being that they have been dealing with kind of comes a little bit more into play. Um, and Worf kind of does a Worf thing, which, uh, yeah, he gets rewarded with, <laughs> as I put in my notes, drugs. But that's a, that's a thing you have to read the book to, um, to find out about. This is another potential click of the week for me, and probably I would assume um, one of our other uh, um, uh, absent panelists, but I, I can't say that for certain. Uh, last book for myself is Batman White Knight Presents Generation Joker Book One. And this is a story by Sean Murphy. I still want to call him Sean Gordon Murphy. That is his name, but he's not using it here now. But um, script by Katana Collins and Clay McCormick. Uh, art by Merca Andolfo. Colors by and, uh, Alejandro Sanchez. And letters by DC Hopkins, which is a name I haven't seen before. Uh, so, yeah, this is in the world of uh, Batman White Knight. Um, I think I must have skipped something because now that I think about it, the last miniseries, um, I don't remember finishing reading. But you don't necessarily need that for this, but you might want to. Um, because there's this is kind of a continuation of the, the White Knight story and some things have happened since that last book, um, since that last uh, book kind of happened. Uh, such as Bruce Wayne goes to work for the Fed, so he can work off the time that he um, that he um, when he broke off when he broke out of prison. If you don't know why Bruce Wayne was in prison in the first place, you have to go all the way back uh, a couple of miniseries for that in in the the Batman White Knights uh, thing. But that's a whole another situation, which I will again will recommend because it's a good world, it's a good story. Um, but uh yeah the the joker spends some time with his kids but if you know anything about what the the joker's status in this world you're going to be like what huh and which causes um Harley to kind of go after him with some potentially unlikely help but also the the joker and his kids kind of gets uh uh excuse me Jack Napier Napier and his kids uh, kind of get into a spot of trouble at the end of this for reasons we will find out about, I'm sure, next issue. And with that, that uh, or that ends all the books that I have. Clicks of the week. Clicks of the week. Uh, so yeah, I guess we did get one for from one of our panelists. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. And that is, wait, what was that one? Daredevil number 11 from Tim. Yes, yeah, surprise, surprise. I mean, I get, you know, why he might pick that, but it's a surprise pick to me. Right. But also he says, like, he just kind of skimmed a bunch of stuff, and, <laughs> and right, I guess right, that's right. what he's going with. Right. So he's a busy man, you know. He is. Uh, Dirt didn't send his, though, so we don't have his... Right. Although we presume what it might be, we have a strong feeling as to what it might be. Yep. But since it has not sounded off, we're not going to put words into his mouth. Um, have you narrowed down your choices? 
Yes. Well, I am going to say why I'm not going to specifically speak on whether this is or is not for him. I the strong case that we are referring to is Star Trek Defiant number three. Of course. So, of course, because if I'm not mistaken, he's picked that series before. Uh, that's As, that's actually probably true. Yeah, I'm pretty certain it might between, have been the previous issue. So, uh, uh, yeah, between that and the the ongoing Star Trek, um, the the Star Trek on he's definitely picked those. You know. Right. And I both right. fans of said books. Right. So if you're still thinking, I think I'm going to cement my pick. Okay, sure. Go for it. I really only did mention one solid candidate. Although I did like Silk number one because I, you know, the the story took a little getting used to, but Iguara, the combination of Iguara and Ian Herring on art and colors was, you know, really, you know, fun to read. So uh, you know, Silk number one is definitely a, a strong contender this week. X-Men Red number 11 was fun, too. You know, lots of talky talk. Um, but it got me back into trying to figure out, like, why these people are acting the way they are. You know, because Sins of Sinister kind of took us on that long hiatus from this version, these versions of the characters, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, I'm going to go with Captain Marvel number 49. I'm looking forward to seeing how Kelly Thompson wraps up her run in Captain Marvel number 50. You know what I did not ever think I was going to pick? Amazing Spider-Man number 25. (laughs) You know? Nope. (laughs) Yeah. Um... For myself, I'm I'm kind of whittling it down to Star Trek Defiant was actually pretty good. Um, so that one might actually be the one I go with. I am Spider-Man, uh, excuse me, I am Iron Man uh, number three also uh, was a, a, a treat because it was very much not expected. Because it, it was like, it was kind of like Silk's uh, book. It starts off kind of one way and then it's like what what is going on here and then you've you get to find out what's actually going on here. And it's like, Oh, okay. That makes, makes sense. But with what I said earlier, when I was describing the book, that kind of pretty much gives you the, the gist of it, but it still would be a good to read to kind of connect the dots. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. And silks. The silk is definitely, um, a good pick, but yeah, I think I'm gonna go ahead and go with, um, Damn that Batman White Knight was pretty good, but I'm gonna go ahead and go with Star Trek Defiant number three. Okay. Because yeah. <laughs> Sounds good. And with that, folks, uh we are going to go into the news section, but first let's get an ad read. Our first ad read of the night is for Wink, the personalized wine club. Wink is a world of wine delivered right to your door. From Rosé to Cabernet to Toronté, Wink has over 100 styles of wine to discover. Have you ever tried an orange wine? Wink connects you to a world of exclusive wines tailored to your tastes and delivered directly to your door. Wink delivers four bottles of wine to you every month with free shipping. You can pick your own bottles or let Wink choose and match to your taste. It doesn't cost a thing to become a member, and you can skip or cancel any time. And now the listeners of the Comic Book Chronicles podcast 
can enjoy an exclusive discount of $20 off your first order. So place your first order with $20 off. And to help keep our show free for you, go to our network website at cspn.us forward slash wink. That's cspn.us forward slash W-I-N-C. Wink Wines through CSPN. Do it today. And now we get into the news. That was a spirited news intro, sir. Um, yeah, falling <laughs> because I needed to change uh, soundboard pages. Indeed, indeed. Uh, first up, cinematic news, as we tend to do. Grant Gustin is open to any future pitches for The Flash. Should have been the upcoming movie, but, you know, WB Discovery being likes to um, harbor fugitives. What can I say? Oh, no! There's a quote here uh, from Grant Gustin to the U.S. Weekly. I can't wrap my head around it right now, obviously. But if someone called me today or tomorrow and was like, hey, we have this amazing Flash idea, I was just like, I'm going to take that phone call and listen to the idea. And I think this is a character that I'm going to, no matter if I play it again or not, I'll probably be associated with this char- character more than anything else in my career for the rest of my life. That's true, because he was on Glee before this. Um, so I'll always listen to any pa- uh, any Flash pitch. Says here that the actor the actor is assured that he has not received any of those phone calls uh, that he would be open to, but you know it's very very close to his heart according to what this article says that he said. Uh, next up, all righty, scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. Tom Cavanaugh returns for the Flash's series finale, and apparently here's how, but we are not going to spoil it, folks. Yeah, because neither one of us has kept up with the uh, the Flashverse. <laughs> yep. So, yep, 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 yep. Uh-huh, I can't say this uh-huh. is a yeah. I can't say this is a surprise though, because they pretty much brought a whole bunch of people back from from uh, from accounts. So sure, why not? Next up, though, uh, Warner Brothers Discovery delivers a free ad supported streaming service update. So yeah, they apparently the um, the CEO of Warner Brothers Discovery has, according to this article, has been steadfast in his commitment to get uh, WBD into this free ad supported streaming game properly. Uh, Could have just left HBO Max as the way it was, and you know, just kind of whatever. But hey, uh, I guess that's why I'm not a CEO. As the weeks tick by, the picture becomes a bit more complete. It says here that, uh, well, the aforementioned uh, Max streaming service rebrand, which is actually coming fairly soon, is is going to be upon us. Um, and uh, there's they've been kind of looking into what an ad-based streaming model would look like for them. So we don't necessarily have uh, news of what that uh, what that is going to be at the point. But when when we do, we'll let folks know. And, and it looks like this article kind of outlines some things that they could do, but maybe not uh, thought about it. So next up. Next, um, the Mandalorian star Giancarlo Esposito gave Star Wars fans a behind-the-scenes look at Moff Gideon's get-up in Season 3. He shared photos on Insta that were taken on the set on 
Star Wars Day last week. Yep, 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 yep. Um. Oh, okay. Let me see what this. Let me see what the nanny's talking about about the strike. Um. But yeah, so folks, if you're watching the video version, you can see the picture yourself, and you know, I'm sure cosplayers already kind of been eyeballing this up and down just for some ideas on how they uh how to get the stuff for it. So good luck to you folks. I was about to say it's not that hard to put together because some of it has a basis in uh you know, it's very much um an amalgamation, really, of True. certain uh, characters. But if you want to get it just right, you want to get the you want to see the little touches oh, the here and there. Of course. Yeah, so that's all. Um oops. Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse first look at a fan favorite Spider-Man uh, has been spotted. And uh, Agent 70 is going to be happy with this uh, little soundbite when I play Yep, that's pretty cool. Which is one of the few Spider-Men that we have yet to see in, in any um, anything leading up to this movie. And it's probably one of the few that hasn't uh, you know that um that hasn't shown up at all if i'm mistaken so yeah that's uh that's the one to check out if you haven't seen the um the actual show that uh that uh theme song is from well i'm pretty sure it's out there on disney plus actually i'm kind of i'm certain it is my agent 70s account is a good show by my accounts i can kind of confirm because i haven't seen the whole thing but i've watched enough of it like yeah this is all right it's good. Yeah. I like it. Yeah, it's a good show. Next up. Next up, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse tickets are now on sale. Miles Morales swings back into theaters with those, you know, uh, spiders on June 2nd. So tickets are now on sale, folks. Yeah. Um, you know, that's a that's just another example of us going into movie protocol. Yep. Uh, which... Yeah, when um, when we get to that point, we'll we'll let y'all know. Is is yeah again coming literally a week after Memorial Day. Yes, that's insane. Indeed. Next up, Daredevil sh- uh, shoot shut down by Teamsters refusing to cross picking line. Folks, you know there's a, a a writer strike going on, or you should know. You probably don't care. If you don't care, what's wrong with you? Um, but yeah, this so this has been kind of putting a kink in some projects plans and not so much in others but apparently according to uh according to deadline wga east notified follows on twitter uh may 8th that wga members on strike set up a sunrise picket at silver cup uh silver cup east where they're supposed to be filming daredevil but the members of teamsters local 187 excuse me 817 not just 187 is a totally different thing um, and IATS uh, E local 829 and 52 are refusing to cross the picket lines. So the news came shortly after the Writers uh, Guild of America East official Twitter announced that uh, they would be striking. And it is a thing that is ongoing as of this recording. And as we recorded, uh, reported last week, Blade got uh, delayed also because of the uh, writer strike. But Blade also has some other issues going on, so... Not surprising one way or the other. Next up. Transformers Rise of the Beasts runtime has been revealed in, a, in an exclusive to Collider. 
it is going to run at a relatively, I love this, they call it brisk. I say relatively. A <laughs> relatively brisk one hour and 57 minute long movie, not including the credits. I mean, for those movies, I guess that is, which uh, I guess I'm about to find out when I when I hit those movies head on. Mm-hmm. So we'll we'll find out. Um, but we still got a ways away from that, and I doubt we're going on the movie protocol for that. But if that happens, we'll let you know. Yep. Pete Davidson playing Mirage? Good God. Oh, I'm sorry. Hey, at least we get Peter Cullen back. True. True. But still. Um, anywho. Uh, we're going over into uh, the anime corner briefly. Oh, briefly. One moment. Uh, Netflix streams new Pokemon Ultimate Journeys anime episodes on June 23rd. So I think that's the last bit uh, that is uh, that's uh, that's involving Ash. So Make sure you say goodbye to Ash when it uh, hits Netflix on that that day I mentioned. That's it. Next up. All right. We're going to transition over into the manga corner as I scroll, 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 scroll. Viz Media announced a new subscription to read manga and it's live now. So it's released a new app and subscription service that will expand manga access for English reading fans. And you can get it now. Um, the service contains digital releases for over 10,000 chapters of manga from across a diverse list of genres, including titles from renowned Japanese publishers, Shoga Kukan and Shueisha. Uh, so Viz Media executives are hoping that all that expanded access will put a dent in manga piracy in the English language world. <laughs> so, yeah, exactly. I mean, that's that's the unfortunate part about uh, manga because I still have not jumped on uh, Shonen Jump. Right. And I'm like, wait, am I going to have to get both of them? No, you don't. So, basically, well, I guess... See, I guess that's the, that's the thing I'm kind of curious about also, because one, there's a, there is a clear divide between the two apps. Shonen Jump is more Shonen stuff. That's the, the Demon Slayer, the, the um, you know, Dragon Balls and stuff like that. This new app, while it does have some of that in there, it's pretty much more the rest of the stuff. So it's like slice of life more stuff. Wide from more, right, more right. wide range. I got exactly. You. So there is some, some Shonen Jump stuff in there, but most of the stuff is... Um, it's um, is is just that. So, mind you, they're both cheap apps. So I guess you could relatively do it, but I I have I have yet to see anything that says, "Hey, bundle both of them together so you can get both best of both worlds." Or I don't know. They, I get why they have them split, but they could have put them together because it's not like people, you know, people who are into manga don't know how to split stuff up for themselves. Right. I mean the. I figure one app would be the the case for, you know, having people, you know, branch out if they so desire. But again, like I, said, I know what the, I know why the division is what it is, whether they end up coming to, you know, uh, some sort of um, uh, 
one one fits all this is where you can get both apps uh, or they're just going to keep it like this, which it seems like they're going to do. And you're going to have to end up paying for both of them if you are so so choosing to do so. Then, you know, the, I guess time will tell. And I guess shout out to uh, Pug Dog Comics. Um, uh, thank you for for thank you for the follow first of all, and um, yeah, that's very interesting. I mean, yeah, it kind of is. Like, I get Viz Media's reasoning for doing this. It, it's a valid reason, but as we all know, that's not going to put a dent in. It's not going to full on stop piracy. It's just going to give people another a well-known and legal way to, you know, get some more of the stuff. And it's a, and it's a win for them too, because let's face it, that's part of the, part of the market for them that they're probably lacking on, you know, cause the Shonen stuff is only going to be a, a select crowd, a good right. big crowd, but a select crowd. Right. Right, 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 right. Like the more, the people who have a more diversified range of reading. Right they'll be more likely to be like, oh, okay, well, Viz got all of these, so maybe I'll check out this article. But chances are those people already have two or three <laughs> apps or whatnot or ways to, to, to get stuff already. So we'll see if it works out for them. Next up. Um, the key to the X-Men's future lies in the ashes of Jean Grey's past in a new Jean Grey solo series. Uh, shout out to legendary X-Men writer Louise Simonson, who's going to be writing this book. Weezy! Indeed, indeed. Uh, joined by artist Bernard Chang, Simonson will reveal sense-shattering new insights uh, behind key moments in Jean's past, including her early days with the X-Men, her breathtaking first interaction with the, the Phoenix Force, her shocking, shocking confrontation with Madeline Pryor, and more. Each chapter will be packed with heartwarm, or heartbreaking secrets and pulse-pounding mystery as Jean discovers the truth of what's happening and what she must do. Um, so again, this is from Marvel.com. That's why that um, that's why the the writing was so flowery. <laughs> but hey, good to see uh, Weezy uh, writing some X Men again. Next up, meet the Uncanny Avengers, a team that unites the X Men and Earth's mightiest heroes. So this was uh, teased in this past week's free comic book day offering. That's my understanding. I have not read it, yes. but. Um, there is these are teaser images and you know some 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 background on the past history of the uncanny avengers team yeah actually i'm going to move this down a little bit right their first issue of uncanny avengers number one is going to come out on august 16th so it's a few months away still Mm -hmm. indeed uh hulk oh come on don't do this to me Excuse me, folks, while I um, do a little moving here. But Nickelodeon, Nickelodeon. If you're of a certain finish, you you know that version of that song, of the, uh, but probably not. Sorry, I'm kind of pushing some stuff into the line okay. real, 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 real quick. But uh, Hulk terrorizes a documentary film crew in a prelude to a new Marvel series. So apparently the, the Incredible Hulk is going to be re, uh, relaunched. Philip Kennedy Johnson is going to be writing and Nick Klein's doing the art. 
Um, but before that series begins, a one-shot titled uh, Hulk Annual follows a documentary crew hunting for a different gamma monster. A uh, preview of the issue intru- introduces the members of the documentary, along with a scary appearance by the Hulk. So, if you've been missing the Hulk, uh, you got some more coming up for you. Oh, wait, actually... Um, the rat, the annual, excuse me, is written by David Popose with uh, art by Kyle uh, Majado and cover by Gary Frank. So there is that. But Philip Kennedy and Nick Klein's doing the actual regular series that is uh, coming up. Next up. A new era of Captain America comics will come to an end in August. Marvel previously launched two Captain America series last year, one starring Steve Rogers in Cap Sentinel of Liberty and the other starring Sam Wilson in Cap Symbol of Truth. Both titles recently collided in the crossover event Captain America Cold War, which is currently running through those two books. Now, Marvel is teasing Cold War's aftermath in August's Captain America finale number one. So, um, interestingly, as told by our very own at TimDog98 in this article, it seems that the Sentinel of Liberty title uh, could be coming to an end. Uh, Statements from Kelly and Lansing, along with Marvel's description of the one-shot, allude to them not being done Telling the stories of Steve Rogers, Bucky's journey as the Revolution, Sharon Carter's evolution as the New Destroyer, Black Widow's new mission, and more. Yeah. Yeah, it looks like, yeah, it definitely looks like this finale book is centered on Steve Rogers. Just based on the cover. (laughs) Um... Gotcha, gotcha. Wait, is that in the... Oh, yeah, I didn't even see that. Oh, it's in the solicit also. It's in the solicit. It says it all comes out. It ends uh, Steve Rogers' current era. Right. Well, no, but I didn't scroll down to see the uh, the cover going on here. If you're watching the, the video version, you can see for yourself. Um, also, shout out to Matt Wang, who, um, who, um, <laughs> who apparently approves of a comic and talking head setup. Uh, and since this was a, um, a while ago, I'm not sure what comic he's talking about. Uh, but I'm um, always happy to see friends of the show, uh, Matt Wang. Uh, next up, though. Well, I guess this is this this uh, probably doesn't necessarily need to be uh, talked about since we've already talked about this, but. Carol Danvers classes with a meet redesigned Captain Marvel villain in a new solo series. Oh wait, no, I guess we do. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, I was about to say this is the, this is the uh, the what's next up? What's next come? What's coming up next? Right, right, right. Um, so I kind of read that wrong. So yeah, according to our once again our very own Tim Tim Dog ninety eight. Uh, uh, apparently, the cover and the solicit for August is uh, Captain Marvel Dark Tempest number two by Anna Cinti and Paolo Villanelli. Uh, we have design sheets, variants. Both with both covers of the classic, um, the classic Marvel Captain Marvel villain Nitro. Wait, really? Yes, it is. Wow, it is, huh? Interesting. 
I haven't heard that name in I don't know how long. <laughs> Civil War, right? I believe so. Yes, that is true. What, um, yes, what gave the New Warriors some trouble um, mm-hmm. and started that whole shebang, no pun intended. But um, yep. the main cover is by Mike McCone, and design sheet variant is by Paolo Villanelli. Uh, and this goes on to talk about Nitro and uh, Captain Marvel Dark, what Dark, uh, Captain Marvel Dark Tempest is going to be about, uh, with some sound, with some uh, with some uh, quotes from uh, Anne Lucente. So you can check that out though for yourself in the article in the show notes. Next up, all right, this is some video game stuff. Marvel Spider-Man Two still does not have a release date, but. Fans of the games can get uh, something to hold them over with the release of a prequel comic for the new PS5 game. This was a free comic book day thing, right? Yeah. That is correct. But basically, yeah, so, this, is, this is basically saying that it's actually out for, that you can read uh, on Marvel's site, I believe. Online. Okay. Yeah. So, which, as we said last week, it was only a matter of time when, she, uh, when they were going to do that. And speaking of that, actually, apparently that's not the only book that uh, that you can read on um, Marvel Unlimited. Uh, it looks like the other uh, Marvel offerings, duh, free <laughs> uh, 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 comic book day, uh, offerings are also on um, Marvel Unlimited now. So interesting, the, yeah. So that's the X Men Avengers book, the Spider Man Venom book. Uh, the Marvel Voices book, uh, Spidey and Friends, and the aforementioned uh, Marvel's Spider-Man 2. So, have at it, folks. Next up. Alrighty. Uh, oh, you don't have to be, you don't have to be um, a Marvel Unlimited user. There's a code that you can put in to, to uh, that's in the article, and it's uh, free 2023 that you can oh. redeem to, to get those. Right. I mean, since we both use Marvel Unlimited as a tool, it's about time I go check out those uh, free comic book day offerings. All right. Uh, Marvel apparently just connected a surprising Golden Age hero to Venom. Venom. This is a spoiler for the free comic book day Spider-Man Venom number one. And uh, it is not somebody that you might recognize if you are of most vintages. Right. The Golden Age superhero being Flexo the Rubber Man. Flexo the Rubber Band Man, or something like that. So, Rubber yeah. Band Man. Wow, is the, I can't say that now, though. But, um, <laughs> not to shot the dude out either way, but yeah. What happened to Plastic Man? Is he still around? I, I think so. Remember he was having a moment, like, in the mid-2000s, something right. like that? Gail Simone had wrote, wrote a, a miniseries with him. I remember that. It was actually not bad. But, yeah, but I hadn't seen him since. Um, anyway, yeah, that's who that is. Don't know who that is. Next up, though, Marvel confirmed that the, the fastest superhero in the multiverse is not who you think. We need this. Oh no! I really do need to pull pull, pull that. It's not what you. It's not where you think. Mm-hmm. I feel like I have it, but I don't have it on the. I gotta uh, find that. I yeah. gotta find that. But apparently, uh, Avengers Fifty confirmed that it was Ghost Rider. To which I don't remember it actually saying that, but I'll take his word. Th- this article's word for it, because there was a lot going on in that book anyway. That's funny. Uh, but yeah, apparently, Ghost Rider is the. Uh, 
Uh, oh, that I remember. Yeah, from the Avengers uh, finale. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but yeah, sure. Quicksilver probably might have something to say about that, but, you know, he's... No, if you think back to um, Jim Starlin's Marvel Cosmic stuff, like mm-hmm. Silver Surfer stuff, mm-hmm. I thought that they established the, the, the defense of superheroes actually Barry Allen, buried alien. Really? That or Kari from the Eternals. Okay. Something like that. I, 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 my, 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 my memory is, is a little fuzzy from that period. Mm-hmm. I, I'm, I don't remember who won those races. Mm. But you know, obviously this is very much updated to reflect that uh, the, um, the all-ghost rider, as it were, is the right. fastest. That's the all-rider. Exactly, the all-rider. Right. And we haven't seen an internal system movies <laughs> since that whole, that whole, uh, X, uh, X thing. Exactly. 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 So move right along though. All right. So apparently, uh, Chad Harden, uh, who's known for illustrating DC's Harley Quinn for many years, posted an image of, uh, informal crossover between Tony Stark and Harley Quinn. And they were about to get busy. Mm-hmm. It's a nice looking picture. If you're watching the video version, you can see the Twitter post. Um, with a lot of hashtags on it. Although it's kind of cut off because Twitter has a way of cutting off pictures. There we go. Now you can see the full picture. Cool. Last but not least, uh, DC resurrects its most devastating villain for the Flash's penultimate issue. And that's Pariah. No, I'm just kidding. Just kidding. Just oh, God. <laughs> However, why? Not, why? Not, not that far off, though. Not that far off. The so. Anti Monitor returns in a look at the Flash's upcoming penultimate issue, uh, which has been shared by Jeremy Adams. Uh, Adams shared the page from The Flash 799 on Twitter while responding to a tweet promoting the new Dawn of DC trailer, which has begun, begun airing on um, HBO Max and TNT's AEW Dynamite and ADW Rampage. Oh, right. Wrestling shit. Um, And I guess Omega Bam Bam is a wrestler? Who's being quoted here? I'm going to... Whatever. But the artwork shows Omega Bam Bam, or maybe it's not. And Maybe that's an actual character. Uh, The artwork shows Omega Bam Bam, Gold Beetle, Plastic, Plastic Man. Hey, there we go. Metamorpho and Phantom Gore witness a colossal anti-monitor completely destroy a building, all while Omega Bam Bam and Gold Beetle cheer out in excitement for the battle that's about to take place. Um, Now I guess I should... Oh, right. The Terrifics. That's where Plastic Man also was. I forgot about that. <laughs> I I was actually reading that book for for a minute, and then it kind of got kind of got dropped. I, I totally forgot about the terrifics. Um, but yeah, there's that, and Plastic Man's still around. And I wasn't thinking that I was going to see <laughs> see him show up in this uh, this article. And that, folks, is the end of our news. Uh, we got one last ad read. Wait, did you have another yes. toy corner or something, or did you have a? No, 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 no okay. toy corner this week. No okay. toy corner this week. No, uh, you know we, we we were able to get. I was able to get those uh, Demon Slayer toys just in time for last week's episode. So nothing new this week. But uh, you know we'll see if there's anything that comes across our uh, you know our purchase our you know uh, comes across our paths that we purchase and we show. So yeah. 
Next up is our ad read, and that is, of course, keep our podcast free by shopping at Amazon. Visit cspn.us and click the Keep Our Podcast Free link at the top of the page. From there, scroll down and click on the Amazon link to shop. Purchase items from Amazon as you normally would, whether it's books, music, electronics, jewelry, jewelry, apparel, or Funko Pops. Not, you know, you know, you can always get the big discount through our other ad, but you can get Marvel Legends also. For every purchase made on Amazon through our link, Amazon sends the CSPN a payment that helps us keep the Comic Book Chronicles podcast free for our listeners at no extra cost to you. Amazon.com through CSPN.us. Do it today! Yeah, you can also get um, uh, a six-pack movie of the Transformers movie. <laughs> okay. I don't, know, I don't know why you would want to. But you can. Right. Uh, you could also get the police story, aka Supercop. You could also get uh, the end of the line of duty movies, which has nothing. Neither one has anything to do with the preview of the show, but good movies regardless. And that, folks, uh, brings us to the end. Well, the Transformers, but whatever. Anyway, that brings us to the end of the show, folks. Uh, next week we will be going on a movie protocol once again. Because of one slow movie called Fast X. Ha! I don't know if it's actually slow uh, or not. There was actually, um, there was actually an article that I took out of the lineup that had uh, that was a clip from the movie. But then I thought about it, it was like it's next week. <laughs> There's no need to put put that in there. That's funny. And it's also kind of silly. It's the kind of silly that you would probably want to wait and see on screen anyway from what I saw of it. So, yeah. So, next week is Fast X. We will uh, we'll be on Movie Protocol, and we will definitely let folks know uh, when we record again. Because we will be talking about that movie, which is, granted, not comic book-based. But this is kind of the one of the few movies that we have that are not comic book-based, book, although it's kind of cartoonish in a way. That we kind it's of it's gotten to that point, right? Yes. It's just gotten to that point. I remember when we actually started. What was it? Right? Was it around five when we were start when we got to that point and we were talking about it on the show? I can't remember because I know we did a treasure edition on one of them. I want to say six, probably. Yeah, I want to say six because I think six is when uh, we started talking about it in earnest, mm-hmm. and then obviously seven came, and uh, you know, bad things happened. So. Right. If if we had fifty uh fifty uh, uh followers on Twitch, I could put those treasure editions and um our evergreen issues, I mean episodes up from when pandemic started. But yeah, all in due time, it's all back there in the um in the archives of which I will get to in a moment. But yeah, Fast X, that's what's coming. I am kind of looking forward to it, but kind of not. <laughs> Because boy, oh boy, that's going to be something. And now there's probably not enough uh, alcohol in the world that's going to... Um, let me stop. <laughs> let me stop before I even actually watch the damn thing. It might actually be pretty great. It's going to be pretty great for one reason or another. Put it that way. Right. Uh, that being said, wait, have you seen the Triple X movies? I have seen... Yes, I have. All of them? Because I don't know, if I, I don't know about all of them. Because okay. I have seen... I think the recent one, the most recent one that had Ruby Rose in it with a guest appearance by, uh, uh, they got snakes out there that's big. 
Oh, that must have been the third one. Okay. Yeah, the third one. Yeah, I think that was yeah. the third one. I've seen that one. I don't know if I remember seeing the first two. Right. I may have – this may have been a pandemic watch that has come and gone out of my brain. Fair. I, I, I still have my theory on the Fast and the Furious and that and John Wick being all in the same universe and the Transporter. But like, that's a – well, I added John Wick to it, but that's a whole, that's a whole weird thing to try, to try to put together. Right. But I don't know what maybe well outside of the Vin Diesel connection, I don't know what made me think about that that uh, those movies. But anyway, I'm I'm rambling, folks. We're gonna get out of here. Uh, I have been Ryder Cats. You can find me at Ryder Cat on Twitter. You can find me at News Nurse Need on Twitter. You can find me at CB Caps on Instagram. Agent underscore seventy on Twitter and Instagram. PCN underscore dirt on Twitter, Pop Culture Network on Twitter, Pop Culture Net, excuse me, on Twitter, popculturenetwork.com is all his umbrella sites therein. Tim, D O G G 98, the Osiris of this ish. You can find him at, well, you can find him at Tim D O G G 998, first of all, but you can also find him at um, uh, CB Cron on Twitter, which is the Comic Book Chronicles Twitter account. You can find him on The Click Nation on Twitter. That's T H E K L I Q N A T I O N, all one word. I don't even know if he's actually still updating that that account, but um, yeah. Uh, theclicknation.com also but you can definitely find him over at comicbook.com under Timothy Adams writing his face off as you saw by some of the lovely um, articles that uh, we, we were talking about tonight uh, you're going to find this here podcast on the Cold Slow the Podcast Network that's ESPN.us do it today uh, you can also find us on your podcast personal place of choice, whether it be Google Play, Apple iTunes, aka Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or the Coastal of the Podcast Network's SoundCloud page. Make sure to hit like and subscribe and to, you know, leave us all the positive five-star reviews. Again, it is important to do that on Apple Podcasts. Um <laughs> You can find us recording every, mostly every Thursday night, with the last, next week, of course, and the subsequent weeks after that. Um, Thursday nights, 9.30-ish p.m. on uh, YouTube.com slash The Click Nation and Twitch.tv slash Comic Book Chronicles. Make sure to hit like and subscribe and hit the notification button so that you will, in fact, know when we are on and broadcasting. Yep, thank you for the follows, the lurks, and all of that. Uh, whether you're w- watching uh, live or catches later on in the, uh, the on the YouTube and Twitch archives, and even on audio uh, on the Coastal Their Podcast Network, uh, we appreciate them all. And with that, folks, <clears throat> excuse me. This has been the Cumber Chronicles. Peace, peace, one, and knowing is half the battle.